fired up, Raccoonie. What's up? Coonie wanted me to do this stupid intro. Like Blake Shelton. That song, Have You Ever Got Down? What's what is the name of that song? Uh Where you go? Boys Round Here. Yeah. Red, 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 red neck. But yeah. he wanted me to do red Nope. Blooded. <laughs> you weren't it now. Because like I wasn't going to do it anyhow. You didn't do it like him, though. But I wasn't going to do it like that anyhow. Well, be a lot cooler if you did. Uh, are you needing me to set the mood, or are you in the mood? Hey, whatever you feel is necessary for this point in time. We've got Buck back with us. Buck's in the house. Mm-hmm. Bucky Covington. Buck Tooth. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Buck? Not much. What's, Just chilling. What's crack-a-lacking? Not nothing. Are you only here? So I don't get fined. So, <laughs> a little Marshawn Lynch for you. He's only here so he don't get fined. You know what I mean? How you like your new job? I like it. I love it. Want some more of it? Dang. Yeah. Tim McGraw. Oh, wow. That's what um, boss was telling me today. He was like, you didn't know he was going to be an operator, mechanic, Running around driving trucks, I was like, "Hey, I love doing that. I'll do it every day. I don't care." Hey, when you're in the construction, that's I mean, you just got to do it all. Mm-hmm. Jack of all trades. Yep. You got to do the mechanicing. And I'm you, basically doing right now what I've been doing on the weekends my whole life. Now I'm just doing it for a job. Yeah. So, well, I, uh, I mean, not running equipment, but you know, messing with tractors and all that stuff. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah, well, that's how you. That's how you get there to running yeah. them. Them big heavy pieces, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got to start out on them itty bitties. Yeah. Them babies. Mm-hmm. Then you move up there to them big boys. Mm-hmm. That, uh, I ain't much of a mechanic myself. I'm a parts changer. You know what I mean? A, mm-hmm. a mechanic can sit there and diagnose what's going on internally. Yeah. Inside something. Well, in all honesty, what we do is when something breaks on the stuff we run, pretty easy to diagnose because there's either hydraulic oil coming from it (laughs) or you hear it break (laughs) right well yeah you got a point i think the hardest thing we've had to diagnose was on that concrete crusher you run was it it wasn't crushing yeah like it was supposed to and we had to we went through what three really rebuilt three pumps yeah but they paid some mechanics to come out and look at it from the uh the uh this uh manufacturer and everything else to come out and check it out yeah usually and, uh, usually the stuff are from to, the dealer rather not the manufacturer yeah. usually the stuff we repair is you visually see it yeah break right and then uh so yeah a lot of parts changing you know what i mean but Oil yeah you're filters. right well yeah you're right you know it's uh it's pretty easy to diagnose when something busts on some heavy equipment <laughs> yeah now what gets good yeah but <laughs> something in my throat wow it uh when you get when you get going and something just busts or breaks and stuff like that there ain't much to it you you visually see what's up oh we need to fix that the trick the trick though to running heavy equipment is being able to tell what's going to break before it breaks that's 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 where the experience comes in yeah like being mm-hmm. able to spot the wear on stuff and, and stuff when like you that. say hey this is about to happen that that gets replaced because i got news for you if it ain't a big deal it's going to cause something else to break 
Just point blank. That's how it is. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I've seen it so many times. Hey, this is messing up. Maybe it don't get replaced, and it costs something else to break. See it, seen it so many times. But it's also easier on the operator's end to say this needs to be replaced when you ain't the one pulling the money out of your wallet to mm-hmm. replace it, too. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? But that that's the trick is catching it before it happens. And a lot of times you don't. A lot of times you can't. You just, you're going so hard. You know, in, in human area, you're going to overlook stuff, too. And uh, so, yeah. Usually when we work on stuff, though, it's an adventure. Because, like you said, the type, type of machinery we're working with, it ain't it ain't little parts. Oh, no, it ain't Mickey it, Mouse stuff. It's big parts. It's getting damn big, I remember boy. not long ago, we was replacing, we was fixing the screener. Remember that? Yeah. And we replaced a hose. Started walking it, boom, another hose, replaced it, boom, three hoses. Oh, it, it blew. one right <clears throat> after the other, son. It blew like five hoses in 10 foot. Oh, yeah. It was three times it blew up. But when the heat of the summer comes, when the heat of the summer, when the dog days start, it's going to let you know what's weak. It's going to let you know what's weak. Them hydraulic hoses on that screener are flipping seven calcium. It was just evident. It was their time. The heat, the heat done got them. And that's how it was. It's rough. It's rough life, Buck. Rough life, <laughs> I tell you what. Yeah. I enjoy it for the most part. I don't, you know, in the summertime, though, man, it gets, it's hard to stay positive. I've always been more of a big cold weather guy myself. It's hard I, to, I really enjoy the cold weather. like it when there ain't no leaves on the trees. Ooh, <clears> it's, <throat> it's just a good, it's just good. <laughs> Got a jacket. I like. I like my weather to be not so cold I have to wear coveralls, but cold enough I have to wear a hoodie. Hmm. That's pretty good weather. But the colder the better, because it's a lot easier to get warm than it is to get cool. Right. Yeah. No, that's opposite. Because you can only take off so much of your body. You can only take off so much from your body. You can always add layers. Yeah. You can always put on more clothes. But now when your feet get cold. Yeah. Go you, inside. You done. You done, son. Yeah. When your feet get cold, you're about mm-hmm. to be miserable all day long. Especially down here. When it's cold, it's usually wet. That's why I keep the yeah. muck boots with me, son. Gots to have them. Right. I remember one year I borrowed a pair of Buck's old muck boots, and about halfway up the boot was the first hole. And Buck said, there's a hole in these somewhere, but I don't think but it's till the top, so just stay away from the top. So I stepped down in the hole, and I met that hole in that muck <laughs> boot, and it filled really? up with that cold water. I didn't have a change of socks. Well, I like, uh, I like, yeah, like Cooney said, just cooking, getting busy. You can dang. Take it off. Take that booger off. And you can still move around in a hoodie. Yeah. When 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 you're working on stuff, it's kind of hard to maneuver, especially the type of working on we do, like getting up under the track hose or down inside yeah. the jaws of stuff. And then big old Carhartt jacket, son, it makes it hard to move mm-hmm. in. Right. Plus, them things get really hot. And they if you're do. just wearing one of those and you take it off, that means you need to be wearing it if you're wearing it's it. It's hard to labor, like do manual yeah. labor in a Carhartt jacket. 
Yeah, it's hard to do anything but just sit there in it. Yeah, because it's it's just <laughs> too hot, man. Yeah. Even if you if you got a Carhartt jacket on, you get out the truck, you check your piece of equipment out, you grease it, you do whatever, put hydraulic oil in it, and if that's a closed cab tractor, mm-hmm. that jacket's coming off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And if you if you do what we do, where you get out and you know running a crusher or something, and you constantly getting in and out, checking it. Making sure a belt's running the right way, making sure this looks right. You hear a noise, oh, well, that was just a rock got hung in a roller, or, you know, checking stuff out. Mm-hmm. Man, you put that jacket on on and off All 10 day. times a day. Yeah. It's about useless. But you, and usually the type, of, like you said, just getting out 10 times a day, it ain't, you're not out, but for maybe five minutes at a time, right. at the most, depending on what it is. So usually a, a long sleeve shirt or a flannel on. Yeah. Really covers it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's just nice to have that, that Carhartt jacket on in the morning when you first walk out the door or something. Like, I don't, I don't break the jacket out, really, like the coat, until it's, like, in the 20s. Yeah. Like, because if it's yeah. in the 30s, I got a T-shirt on, a flannel on, then a hoodie. I don't you know, know what, what it is, but them Carhartts, you know, the big, poofy Carhartt jackets, they got that elastic band around the bottom. Right. And I hate that thing because when you bend over in them or anything, that thing moves up your body, <laughs> and when you stand back up straight, it don't go down. That, that's because of your stomach. And I hate it. But Buck, <laughs> but <laughs> last year, Buck bought me a Carhartt jacket, and I don't know what you would call that material it's made out of, but it is it, it is just as warm as a big old poofy Carhartt jacket. Really? But it's more like a coat, hmm. and it don't have that elastic thing that buttons down. Right. I love it. Thank you for getting that for Coney Thank Buck. You, Buck. Well, he also bought me a Carhartt toboggan. No, that, I got that myself. That was pretty cool. If y'all can tell, Buck's got a lot to say. I mean, he's just yes. got a lot. He's got oh, a yeah. lot on his mind. He, he he showed up at the house today, and he's like, "Come on, we I want to do a podcast. No. I've been waiting to do this my whole life." <laughs> Buck ain't much of a podcast head. No, we about had to drag him in here. Yeah, we was like, "You want to do it?" No, I don't guess. I'm not big on it. Come on, but well, I don't know. Buck's just glad <laughs> glad you're here, Buck. Looks a lot like Luke Combs. So, so deer season is upon us. It is deer season. Did yep. you get your fletchings put on your arrows, Cooney? I did. What was the name of them fletchings? Oh, I can't you remember. remember? The, I can't remember the brand. They're the the yellow and fletch. Maybe I don't remember what they're that called. That might be. It says it on them. I can't remember. But it's that. a fletching that you uh. It's a. I bought the, I bought the two inch ones, right. Which means that's how long they are, two inches. And then you just slide them on the end of the arrow. You got to take your knock off, of course. You slide them on the end of the arrow and get them flush with where the knock would sit at. Right. And then you got it says to boil the water. I didn't let mine come to a complete boil because I didn't want to wait that long. But it was really hot water. And then you just kind of angle it. Not too high of an angle, like a 45 maybe. Right. Just ease it down in there, and you'll see it shrink up on the end. Right. And you want to kind of want to hold one end of it so it don't move or anything while you turn it upside down. Right. Once you get that one end shrunk on there, you can kind of let go and then start easing it down in there and slowly turning it mm-hmm. as you ease it down in there. Right. And it works magnificently. How uh, how expensive were they? What, you remember what you paid the six, for? I bought the six pack, which was twenty bucks. Twenty dollars for six. But I think mm-hmm. I think it was worth it because yeah. 
It was fast. That's more expensive than the glue on ones, isn't it? Yeah, but the glue but, on ones you gotta. But you're paying for the convenience. Yeah. Of it. Right. But yeah, I mean the glue on ones are just more aggravating to put on. Right. You have to sit there and then make sure you're not getting glue on everything, and right. it's easy yeah. to just turn the stove on with the water on it. Then, then when you get glue on your arrow that ain't on the fletching, you gotta you gotta get it off and you gotta you scrape get, it off. And the good thing about them is they're what they call pill away, and so you can just grab one end of it when when they're torn excess off, like a sticker, right? Pretty much, but hmm. they're really easy. That's cool, man. So do you, do you foresee anything happening because you didn't boil the water? I don't think so. Because I looked up videos and stuff, and the way theirs looked in the videos, they looked the exact same as mine. So Right. Hmm. I mean, I feel like if you really let that pot come to a rolling boil, you wouldn't be able to tell what's going on down in there. You think so? Yeah. I don't, th- I don't think you should let it come to a rolling boil myself. Won't be able to tell. Anything. Was that what it said though? Come to a, a, just, a rolling bull. <laughs> no, but when somebody says bull, like if you tell me go boil some water, it's boil. It's gonna be boiling. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. What Sounds like you're saying bull. Yeah, no. bull. <laughs> bull. How do you say the oil? How do you say oil? Like car oil, motor oil. Oil. How do you say bull? <laughs> it's the same thing, but with a b in front of it. Bull. <laughs> okay. How do you say Zaxby's? Do you say Zaxby's or Zaxby's? You just said the same thing twice. It is not. It's I'm, Zaxby's. It's no, Zaxby's. An X makes a X sound. It is Zaxby's. You're dragging it. Why are you dragging it? It's Zaxby's. A, that's, <laughs> that's it's not an a, X. How do you say Reese's? Reese's. There's people that say Reese's. I know it. Yeah, they don't do not do that. I mean, <laughs> why, why do you say it like that? Zaxby's. I, I'm not saying it like I'm saying Zagsby's. Zagsby's. Yeah, that's exactly how you're saying it. You're dragging it out. All right, so you got your fletchings on. You need to tweak your bow a little bit more. Deer season opens Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. And Buck, now Buck got him a new lock on stand mm-hmm. and went out to put it up. Did you find you a spot? No. Yeah, somewhere. I didn't find a spot because I forgot I had to put the stand together. Right. And I got slapped tore up by mosquitoes trying to put it together out there. Why didn't you have any bug spray? Just didn't. Didn't even think about it. Wow. Then I got out there and got got aggravated (laughs) putting that stand together. Yeah. And I just threw that jewel in the back of the truck and said, I'm going to the house. Let's put this camera up, put corn in front of it, and I'm going to eat supper. Well, I got (laughs) news for you, knothead. When I'm out there hunting this weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. You ain't messing my hunting up by putting that stand Come on, up. Come man. It'll you, take when'd me. When you buy a new stand? I bought it Friday evening. Yeah, Friday evening. I didn't even know he bought a new stand. Yeah. I thought he was going out there to move his other stand that he, that we had set up no, out there. No, I bought one. Yeah. So, right. he thinks he's going to go out there and put that booger up while I'm hunting. It won't take nothing. Or, or... <laughs> He thinks I'm going to not hunt and help him put his stand no, up. No, I ain't got to have help putting it up. So, out of what I've just heard, you hunting and him putting the stand up, or you helping him put the stand up then hunt, I think you'll help him put the stand up. No. I don't yeah. need help putting that stand up. Well, you can't put that thing up by yourself. Why not? You had help. The mosquitoes was trying to help you, and you thought no, they were they messing weren't. with you. They were messing with me. They was annihilating me. Well, you going to get a thermocell or what? 
I'm going to get some of that permethrin. Spray my hunting clothes with it. The only thing is you can't spray that on your face. and Yeah, but uh, when you put it on your clothes, it it's just so strong. You think so? Yeah, if you wear a long sleeve shirt especially. Hmm. It's too hot to wear a long sleeve shirt right now. Not bro. if you get one of them dry fit ones. Boat's got it all That's figured out. Y'all don't even. I'm, I'm the up, up hunting apparel man. The hunting apparel man. Yeah, I, I go, know. I, I know how to dress and be comfortable when I'm uh, in the woods. Oh, so you're a camouflage model? No, I, it, none of it matches. It's no. just a stuff I've acquired. Do you not see what I'm about to wear during deer season this year? I'm about to wear camouflage that Shorty gave us out of some dude's camper. Yeah. <laughs> That's and I'm gonna rock. I got two pair of those pants that I was that I'm gonna wear. That's mm. the only. I was down to one pair of camouflage overalls from the fifties. Wow. You, know, you can't even find those in a thrift store anymore. Mm. But now, now that our friend Shorty has been generous enough to donate these camouflage fl- clothes to the Cooney Foundation, right? I've now acquired two pair of camouflage pants and a bunch of camouflage shirts. So. Pretty excited about that. Wow. So we didn't hunt opening day. Nope. Because me and Mm-mm. Cooney. What you got to say, Buck? Mm-mm. What, 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 what's going on with you? We didn't hunt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like the little guy in Mortal Kombat that goes, whoop dee. <laughs> no, he's like that little dude on. Uh, on uh, old, Smokey and the Bandit, Little Enos. No, on No Brother, Where Art Thou? Where, uh. Oh, who was it, Pappy Old Daniels or whoever it was, would would get up there and say something, and that little midget would come across and say, he ain't lying. You know <laughs> what I'm talking about. I remember that. <laughs> that makes you Pappy Old Daniels. <laughs> Buck's just over there, just, mm-mm, mm-mm. We used to have a Wii, and Daddy made his little character on the Wii's name, Pappy Old Daniels. That's right, when I was whooping y'all's tail in bowling, son. But, um, so now we didn't hunt Saturday because we was volunteering for the three of seven project 50k oh yeah me and coney was well basically we was on uh food detail helping james chad and blake's dad uh with the barbecue and the potato salad and the baked beans and all that good stuff and we took Took your cousin G out there. Oh, that joker was getting it, son. And uh, but man, was that not a ball? That was. That was fun. We got I, there. At, we got there at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. A little bit before six, didn't we? Yeah. I yeah. Just, just say six. I mean, it was close enough to six. Yeah. We rounded and whatnot. So six. And we was. It was fun, pretty much the whole. Oh night. man, we had a blast. I hate you missed it, but I really do. I had to work. I brought you a shirt. Got though. to. Got to. Uh, meet some really cool people man that it amazes me i'd seen you know on social media and videos and stuff you could tell that that whole ultra running crowd are just really good people but until you get dead set in the middle of that place in the middle of them people you have no earthly idea mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm serious I was totally blown away by just the brothers and sisters in Christ, how nice everybody was, how much everybody supported everybody. It, I mean, I was totally blown away. Yeah, and usually when you're doing a competition or something, you have that one guy that's just 
told his ego just shines through everything. And I don't think there was anybody. I didn't see nobody like that. You know, which now we was pretty busy. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't see nobody. I didn't even feel any any type of egotistical vibe from anybody, dude. And, And that is, man, it's how rare is that to go somewhere? And you don't feel you don't feel somebody there is just. Oh yeah, that's usually boast, somebody's usually like that. Just yeah. walks around like they're the like they're the like cheese. They're the cheese. Um, yeah, the cream of the crop. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. But man, I didn't see any of that. A bunch of laughing, cutting up, praising God. Man, it was a ball. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And uh, I was so blessed. I felt so blessed to be there. Uh, man, it was just awesome. I mean, it really surprised me the number of people that didn't know what Brunswick stew was, though. I have to say that. <laughs> Cooney, Cooney was uh, serving the Brunswick stew. I don't want to steal much of the thunder of what Chad or Blake might release on their podcast about it, but Cooney was... Uh, serving the Brunswick stew and uh he he told me he said daddy you ain't gonna believe how many of these people don't know what Brunswick stew is I was like what (laughs) who don't know what Brunswick stew is that surprised the far out of me I'd explained it to so many people I got tired of telling them all the ingredients in it I just started (laughs) telling them it was America in a bowl and they were grabbing it and I even had one guy go by me and say Brunswick stew for life. <laughs> so yeah, get you some of that, son. Now Cooney, what do you think Cooney wore? Bob? I know exactly what he wore. <laughs> oh yeah, explain, you probably seen a picture. But I know my what he but, great depths to these people. He was probably wearing a cowboy hat. Nope. No, you weren't wearing a cowboy hat. That straw hat. That straw at Jimmy Buffett. Okay, hat basically a cowboy hat. <laughs> that. Kelly Girl Charters t-shirt uh-huh. and a pair of overalls. Yep. <laughs> I know that's what he wears everywhere. That is Cooney. That wasn't in great depth, though. If, yes, if, that was exact depth. The straw hat had a band around it that had oranges on it. And it has a pin of Ronald Reagan and Macho Man Randy Savage there on it. There you go, <laughs> son. <laughs> wow, Reagan and Macho Man. If, if I pictured somebody serving Brunswick stew they would be wearing exactly yeah. what Cooney had on <laughs> and there there, there was a uh, some guys come by and they, one of them goes what's Brunswick stew and I explained it started explaining it to him and the guy behind him goes it don't matter he said if there's a guy in a straw hat pouring something in a bowl I'm gonna eat it <laughs> <laughs> wow get you some of that I had fun I'm I'm also required to say this. You're required, or yeah, I've been like who requires you to say anything on this podcast? Well, James said he wants me to say this. Oh, I give his cooking rating a nine point nine. Okay, he wants you to say that his cooking was a nine point nine, or no, like he wants you to give his your rating. That was the rating that I gave him, and he said I had to let the people know that it was a nine point nine. Right. Because if they remember, I gave, also gave him a rating on his trip to Panama City that he planned for us. Right. Which was a 9.8. Right. But his cooking, 9.9. His barbecue skills, my bad. I know he worked his tail off, but let me tell you he who did. really. Now, 
everybody I seen from the people running it to all the volunteers was working their tail off. And somebody that was behind the scenes that was really, I'm talking about, just down to it, son, was James's mama. That's Chad and Blake's grandmama. Oh, yeah. Dorothy, right? She never stopped. On the Friday before, and him and his mama, Mm -hmm. dude, she blew us out of the water the whole time I was there. Never, never stopped. Like, never stopped. Come Saturday, time for the final prep, get everything ready. I'm talking about just doing it, son. Like, not even playing around. Mm. Like, serious. Serious. Oh, yeah. She she never sat down. She sat down to eat a plate. Coon- and then when she got done, she was back up and packing everything up, Co- getting ready to Co- go. Cooney got, Cooney got in the truck, and he said to me, he said, I've never seen anything like that in my life. I haven't. <laughs> She, he said, I've never seen anybody work like that in his life. And I'm telling you, she, I couldn't believe it. Like you see on movies and TVs and stuff, people walking, you see some of the mamas in there. Have you had anything to eat? Oh, come on, let me figure something to eat, stuff like that. She really does that. Like, it's like a real life ain't beat. <laughs> I've never seen nothing like it. <laughs> Man, but yeah, she... She got down to it. Man, it was a blessed day. Cooney got baptized, boy. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. Cooney got baptized. You did, too? I did, too. Praise God. Mm-hmm. What a, I mean, just just an amazing day. I think there was... There was nine people. Nine other people? Nine people in total. Total? Okay. Yeah. yeah, nine people total that got baptized. You know, I had talked to a few people over the years, you know, and... Everybody sort of found it surprised that that I hadn't been baptized, and you know, it, here of late I'd been thinking about it, and I'd thought about it years before too. And growing up, and this ain't a knock on anybody. I'm just going to tell you how my mindset was, which was messed up, but this is how it was. Growing up in the church I grew up in. Um, old timey foot washing Baptist church. They they had testimony meeting. People got up and testified all the time. I attribute that to one of the reasons. As a man, it don't take much for me to cry. Period. Because I seen all those strong men in the community, including my papa, the preachers. I mean, all these these men that I looked up to cry. I mean, at the snap of a finger in church when they was testifying, wasn't nothing to them. So I've never, never, I've, I've seen that all my life and never really understood where the, I never really understood where the men don't cry thing come from. Yeah. I never, I just never understood it because from the time I could remember being in that church, every man I'd ever seen was bawling in church. Every man I've ever seen was bawling in church. So I, ne- I never understood that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But back to the the way I was thinking on the baptism, I sit there and watched. Like I said, I'm not knocking them. But the years growing up in that church, I sat there and watched people get up and tell 
give their testimony on these great things that they were doing. And now, don't get me wrong, they wasn't praising their self. They was praising God. But they, these were people that, that I'd seen and knew were doing great things and were living by the Lord and just straight-up jam-up people and uh, godly men and women. And throughout those years, I conform, and I seen people be saved, and I seen people be baptized, and I conformed in my mind. Like I said, this wasn't right. I conformed in my mind that there was a some rules that I had to go by to become baptized. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like I had to live up to the standards of of these people right which is totally untrue period but as growing up as a kid and and that wasn't anything that anyone told me that was just something that developed in my head you see what i'm saying and on up into my teenage years and my early 20s and then when you know i I took jesus christ as my savior was saved in 2008 and just really didn't think about it after that the baptism you see what i'm saying yeah but so as you know went on and i'd been talking to some people about baptism and stuff like this i'm in a a bible study group and we meet every um wednesday nights and i didn't get to meet for this particular meeting but i had read what we was going to study beforehand and uh this was before uh deciding hey yes i'm gonna be baptized you know this um so we was we was gonna study galatians 3 and uh it starts out galatians 3 1 paul says oh foolish galatians who hath this bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth and man that you know I got to thinking on that and praying on that and um, before who eyes Jesus Christ have been evidently set forth crucified among you this only what I learn of you receive ye the spirit by the works of the law or by hearing of faith Are ye so foolish, having begun in the Spirit? Are ye ye now made perfect by the flesh? I thought about that and prayed on that. And um, I thought to myself, man, I made these rules up, these laws up, having known Jesus. I made these rules up on being baptized. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it was totally untrue. I don't know why I did that as a child at all. Um, I don't know why. So after reading and praying on that for, uh, after reading it and praying on it, I decided, well, yeah, that's that's exactly what I did. I 
I made up rules. I made up laws for myself on being baptized. And uh, I said, I ain't going to do it. I'm, I'm going to be baptized. I can't, I can't, I can't do that anymore. Now, I wasn't currently doing that. That was just something, like I said, that I had did when I was younger. And it just sort of stayed with me. It wasn't something that I constantly thought about. You see what I'm saying? And so baptism never crossed my mind again. You get it? Yeah. And um, so I decided I was going to be baptized, and we had to had the uh, a Zoom meeting, and we talked with Chad, and I called Chad later on, and bam, there it was, Saturday. That that's sort of my story on on the the baptism there, because a lot of people was surprised that oh, I couldn't I couldn't believe you hadn't been baptized. You know what? Well, well, why hadn't you been baptized? And this and that, so that's uh that's what it was. That's what it was. But I hate you missed that book. I hate you missed that uh that race, man. That thing was jam mm-hmm. up, dude. Oh yeah. You're that's definitely hard. they have another one, you definitely gonna have to go to it. Mm-hmm. I mean without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely will. I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Ah. Dude. <laughs> Do your uh, Billy Bob impression, your sling blade impression, Coney. Look. Got new French fried taters for <laughs> there. Do yours, Buck. I don't do that. Ain't got no gas in it. <laughs> Ain't got no gas in it. Do your dual grave impression, Daddy. What's what's your goals for deer season this year, Coney? <laughs> you just blew it out. You just completely blew that off. Like, I, it, like it wasn't a question. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. He, that man cusses so much in that movie. There's no way you can do an impression of that movie <laughs> of that man in that movie without cussing. Yeah, you can. That the is part, a, the part where in, uh, when Billy Bob Thornton walks in there with the with the lawnmower blade, when he all he says is, "What are you doing with that lawnmower blade, Carl?" <laughs> I mean, you could have did that. You could have. It's Dwight Yoakam. You could have went guitars and Cadillacs. I mean, they sound the same. Cooney. No. 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 Shut up and ask me a question. <laughs> <laughs> uh Cooney wanted what is your goals for deer season? What is your goals for both season? My goals for both season? Yeah, both season. Well, since it's my first year shooting a bow, I'd like to at least stick a deer. Wait, I mean Right. My my goal for every hunting season is to Right. Is to well, harvest well, game. What I'm saying is is, is with <laughs> this bow. With this bow, what are you looking at right now on how much you're going to hunt with it? Are you going to put it up when gun season gets here, or are you going to keep going with it? I think I might keep going with it. Right, until until you get a deer and with it? I don't know if it'll be until I get a deer. Right. Because this is my first year shooting up the compound bow. I mean, really my first year. Right. I mean, I've had one before, but when I was like a baby. So that didn't really <laughs> no. count. Well, I think it. I think it's important myself to have goals during the hunting season. I'm, as far as my part, my hobby, right? Well, my because my, because my, I'm gonna be fair with you. If it's all about just killing the deer, I'm gonna go out about November the third or the fifth, something like that. Yeah. And I'm gonna smoke one, and then I'm gonna mm-hmm. come on back to the house. Yep. 
That's about well, it. I, you I see what I'm if saying? If that's all you want to do is kill a deer, that's pretty it, easy to you, do. You wait to the rut. You wait to the rut, right? Mm-hmm. You go out somewhere that you know has got food source and bedding, and you go climb your tail up in the tree, make sure you don't smell just 100% awful, and you sit there and you wait. You don't even have to hunt. You're sitting and shooting. Nope. Mm-hmm. You're sitting and shooting. Well, my goal this year, well, I don't know what you just, what happened. We was talking about goals and deer season. <laughs> you was just like, yep, don't well, that's all you want to do. Just wait well, you understood what I was saying, right, yeah. Buck? Yeah. I mean, do, do you think about what you would like, what would you, what you would like to do for your goal for, for your season? Do you want to, hunt more than you did last year do you want to be able are you hoping it'll snow so you get mm-hmm. to hunt in the snow because yeah. that's that's rare down here in diego dog yeah. we've i've been a lot we've been deer hunting <laughs> how long i mean i've been deer hunting since i was probably five years old right and we've hunted one time in the snow one time in the snow not not by crackleys it was, was snowing. A, that was a snow, 13 <laughs> inches. We shouldn't have went hunting in that snow. We liked to not have made it home. No, we almost didn't. Could you that, imagine? That you? drive there is probably 20 minutes from the house. It was easily two hours back to the house that Oh, night. easily. Did you really just use the phrase, by crackly? <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> so. So my goal, I'm not, I'm not very good at iron yardage. Okay, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not I'm not good at standing there in the middle of a field and going, Yep. And that's that's about where twenty yards is right. right. I can kinda of tell, but I don't think I'm good enough at it to really go out there and if somebody says, Set me twenty yards from right here, I don't think I'd be able to do it. Right. But with a bow, that's something you gotta be able to do. Right. Unless you got one of them fancy range finders, but I ain't buying one. Okay. So I think I think <laughs> I'd probably hunt with the bow. To try and get my that yardage down, you see what I'm saying? Right. So you wanna you what you you wanna fine tune one of your skills. Yeah. That that is your goal. Now see that's a goal. So I don't and understand. I, I don't I get I, why I, you didn't understand what I was saying. I think I hunt with the bow. I still got some more practice to do. Let's be honest. I ain't oh, been yeah. able. I ain't been able to hit a group of nothing. I I can stick one in the target and three in something else behind the target. <laughs> what? You need to make sure you can do that before you show enough get to hunting. Yeah. Because you, you don't want to get out there and, and just maim something just because you wasn't prepared. So it sounds like you got two goals to me. Sounds like you got two goals that you want to sh- shoot better, right? Yeah. And you want to be able to tell distance better, yardage, right? Yeah. I think those are real good go- goals for somebody that's starting out bow hunting. So how are you going to work on them? Number one, practice, 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 and and I can suggest this to you, and we've used this before. Wherever you're hunting, go ahead and take something natural, right? And kind a, of pick it out. A chunk of a log, a stump, a rock, that you know, and say, okay, this even if you just step it off. For me, for me, before fancy rangefinders, and I still don't have one, I stepped a lot of things off. So it gave me approximate yardage. It wasn't dead on. I stepped a lot of things off, and that's really how I learned yardage. Yeah. 
myself. I mean, that's how I learned it too. I mean, I haven't had a rangefinder, but this past deer season, right. But I mean, I could, I can, I feel very confident in like looking at something being that's thirty yards away, that's fifty yards away, that's ten yards, you know. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm fair. I'm confident in my yardage. Yeah. Up to about. I'm confident uh, in mine up until. I'd say probably 150 yards, and then after that, it's just. Well, after that, for me, I'm confident in calculating. Okay, that's 20, 30. 40 by tens with some fives mixed yeah. in there yeah all the way up like you said to about yeah. 150 I, 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 I would say i'm probably good at five yards of distance up until about 70 yards you know what i mean yeah, yeah like i, I could say that. i could say 10 15 20 25 30 35 40 like right. that all the way up to 70 yeah and then after that it's just by tens or 20s yeah after that but for me when i get to 150 yeah. then it's going by 50s yeah that's that's two hundred. That's two fifty. Yeah. That's three hundred. Look, let's be clear. Where we where we live in Georgia, if you get if you get a shot that's four hundred plus, uh, your big field just yeah, it's just there. There's not many shots that. like that. Yeah, you don't have a most shot like most that. of your shots here where we hunt. Um, I mean, if you get one over one fifty. You you I shoot you're shooting far yeah yeah at a deer yeah because I mean even our fields here aren't flat you right. know what I yeah, mean they're, they're like rolling hills so I yeah. mean like it's hill to hill so right if you're shooting that far you got a long you're up high right shooting a long distance okay so that's Cooney's goal I think that's a good some good goals Cooney what is your for, goal Cornbread I'm the host Bucks next <laughs> Bucks next. Oh, how the tables have turned. What are your goals, <laughs> Cornbread? <laughs> but what's your goals? My goal this deer season is to... I like to hunt public land a lot more than I like to hunt private land. Why is that? Well, it's a lot more space, right. and it's a lot more challenging. Right, the deer spooked yeah. from the word go. And I just want, I want to, I know we said if you want to kill a deer, then it ain't, like, if that's your only goal, then. Uh, we're, we're blessed with yeah. massive amounts of public land yeah. close to us. We've got spots that yeah. that you could go out mm-hmm. there and just bust one yeah. on certain days. But I want to kill a deer with my bow on public land. Okay. Uh, I've never killed a deer with my bow, period, but I want to kill one on public land with so, my bow. Okay. Was I, so I think that's a real good goal. Yeah. Don't you, Coney? So see what I'm yeah. saying? Setting goals because if it was just about killing, there's two or three days that I'd go and then I'd be yeah. done. Another goal of mine I would like to do is I'd like to try and hunt some different public land than what we've hunted in the past. The, a goal of mine this bow season and Cooney's done backed out on me this weekend by the way if you're off I want to go up to the mountains get on some of them hiking trails yeah and I want to walk put in the miles Mm -hmm. and find some bear yeah that's up in a tree have you seen them guys do that you told me about it I ain't ever seen it so so what they do 
is you go and it's primarily you're going to start out with your white oaks, right? Because that's what they're going to go for first. Yeah. And you go and you walk these trails and you listen and you glass. And right now there's a ton of leaves on the trees. And you're trying to find a bear that is in a tree at that current time feeding on acorns in the tree. And you try to slip up, get within bow range of that bear in that tree, and you try to harvest him like that. That's what I want to do. That's And I got a few spots up where we go bear hunting that I'd like to try to do that. Because if you think, if you think about it, a lot of the bear sign we see during the gun hunt is would have been from bow season. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where we hunt at. Yeah. So I would like to go up during bow season and try to harvest a bear that way. That that's that's my goal for bow season. But now I'm not saying I'm keeping that bow in my hand. Now when, I, when it's time to bring out the boomstick cuz Yeah. Now this year we went took a huda five or six times now. Right. My goal is to be successful there. I don't even care what it is. Deer right. or bear hog, I don't care. Right. Squirrel. Not a squirrel. I do. Yeah, we're gonna have to put the time in. You're just gonna have to just really get deep. I mean we've I have not been up there yet. No, when we went, one time when we went with Glenn and Brody, we didn't see a bear. No, we didn't see one that time. But every other time we seen a bear, now me and Buck walked up on a bear that was on the other side of a rock. Uh, uh, that time I went with y'all, we seen a bear. Yeah. Yeah. I said every other time we seen a bear that we've been up there. Except when we went with Glenn. Yeah. So... But we walked up on that bear scouting. Yeah. The hunt wasn't, which we couldn't have harvested that. We couldn't no. have shot that bear we anyway. Never, I mean, we knew it was a bear. We just seen it run away. And I'm talking about that joker got gone, yeah. son. It sounded like a dang Peterbilt running through the woods. I'm talking about <laughs> he was, if it was in his way, he was smashing it. But, uh, yeah, I, that's what I'd like to do. It's not that I just got one of these things in me where I just have to get a bear, have to get a bear. I just like doing different stuff, yeah. man doing different stuff and it's not that i feel that there's some danger in it you know what i'm saying because i I really don't don't. think there's i don't think it's any more dangerous than deer hunting and uh but i just i'd really like to to see if i could ease up on one and go for it (laughs) and um so yeah those are some pretty good goals i think oh yeah i want to duck hunt a lot more this hunting season duck hunt yeah i got us a spot for some wood ducks it's gonna be on fire son let's hit it i got us a spot on for some wood ducks mm-hmm. and it's on public land oh yeah built got him got him uh, speaking of that are the duck stamps still in your truck yes well you need to give me my duck stamp well you're put it in there hey coney you need to pay me for your duck stamp i can't pay you until it's in my possession sorry before buck Loses them, sets a dang that's your monster duck. energy drink on them, and that's <laughs> your, wads them that's up. That's your duck stamp right now, because actually it's bucks. So that's how it is. Possession is nine tenths of loss. So that ain't my duck stamp yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's right. 
Get lulled. Not heads. Get lulled. Well, boys, I think this was a fairly good podcast. Just sitting around talking about goals, baptism, and Zaxby's and things of that nature. Yeah. <laughs> Reese's or Zaxby's. Working on heavy equipment. Mm-hmm. Working on heavy equipment. Do you got anything? Yeah. <laughs> Working on heavy equipment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you got anything else, Raccoon? No, I don't. I mean, I don't. No, I'll just make sure you leave a review on if you listen to the Apple. Man, yeah. Leave, leave a, a review, review on Apple. And, uh, please. Help, helps us out a lot. Yeah. Like it, follow, download. All that good all stuff. Goodness. Instagram. Instagram, Red Facebook. Underscore blooded underscore outdoors. Got anything specific you want us to talk about or you just want to shoot us an email? Shoot us an email. That's right. Red blooded outdoors gmail.com. Buck, you got anything? Nope. We'll holler at y'all. See ya. Deuces. <laughs>